Welcome to Obstacles Under the Surface. I'm your host, Katie Wenger. I am a psychotherapist and producer of psychoeducational material to help everyone live a peaceful life. Here on Obstacles Under the Surface, we look at finding and healing what navigates our life. Unresolved patterns, experiences, and beliefs in our subconscious can impact our mindset and all of the decisions that we make in life. Join us. Hi, I'm here with Chancellor Jackson, who is a best-selling author, educator, coach, and entrepreneur. He works with aspiring writers to help them through that process and has, I believe, at least three books in print. Is that correct, Chancellor? You have three books out there? Uh, three that I've written, four that I published. Awesome. Yes, great. And I will be posting links to them as well. So for anyone listening who is interested in getting a copy of one of his books and reading that, I would definitely suggest it. Today, Chancellor and I are here talking about protecting your peace. And we're going to apply this to pretty broadly in your life to how you navigate relationships, how you navigate entrepreneurship, if that applies to you, and certainly how you navigate the challenges that can come with writing. As I know there can be a high level of self-doubt, procrastination, feeling, feeling confident about yourself to follow through with that process. So to start off here, Chancellor, what can you share with us about your successes that helped you get yourself through those tough points? Um, I really had to say it uh, started, you know what I'm saying, when I started first playing football. Um, football is my very first love and passion. Sure. And I started late, you know what I'm saying? I didn't start playing until 13 years old. For okay. y'all, anybody that knows about Georgia football, most people start when they're about four and five. So I was, you know what I'm saying, very, very late to the game. Um, so it, it, I had to catch up and it took me about a year and you probably learned a lot of lessons there. Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. I didn't even really play that first year cause I ended up getting hurt in practice, messed my shoulder up. So I was out for majority of the season. Um, and then definitely I just had to learn about organized football. All I knew was just catching runs. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Learning the actual right. fundamentals of football and just the game. And then of course the knowledge that you acquire at your specific position, um, it, it I, got, I caught up speed about a year, and um, it was st- still just working my way up the ladder, you know what I'm saying, the ranks from freshman ball to JV to varsity. Um, and I wasn't able to get to the varsity level fully until, like, the end of my junior year. So it was just a grind, you know what I'm saying. I faced a lot of adversity playing football. Um, so it was just a grind just to start on varsity and I was able to do it. And – then of course you don't want to play. Every, I want to play at the next level, but I don't have any interest, no scouts, nothing going for me. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it wasn't like our coaches was really pushing us our highlight tapes to um, college coaches like that. So That's I, really tough. yeah, we had to take it upon ourselves. And then you know what I'm saying? We weren't a good. We ain't never had a good record. So you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody really coming to come uh, scout us. But okay. You know what I'm saying? I took it upon myself to you know, reach out to coaches because playing college football was one of my biggest goals. Um, so I just emailed. Takes a lot of courage. 
You know what I'm saying? Is that what you just putting yourself out there. You know it depends on how bad you want it. How how really bad do you want it? You know what I'm saying? You got to ask yourself that. If you want a bad, if you want something as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. You Very know what I'm So I definitely wanted to do it. So I took it upon myself to reach out to different coaches, apply to schools. And um, that's why I found I landed the opportunity to play at Stetson. Um, but it's still a, a grind. You know what I'm saying? I got my foot in the door at the level I wanted to play at. And it was like, okay, man, it's lit. I was able to manifest this. But, hey, the grind is yeah. just – the work is really finna begin because we're a freshman and pretty much a walk-on. So, you know what I mean? It ain't like we got recruited here. And, you know what I'm saying? The coaches know us, know me. And so I'm like, yeah, I got I got some work to do for sure. But I was able to – it was still a lot, of, a lot of adversity I had to face. You know what I mean? Um, sure. Just working my way up that ranks through college and – with it being Division One college football, this is this is business for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, so, but I was able to start landing a starting spot my senior year and play. It started wow. on my senior year, and really, I was, I was content then. I knew sophomore year I won the league, wasn't in the picture, so it's like, hey, <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do next. But I crossed that bridge when I get to it, and once it got to that bridge, it was tough because like, dang, bro, I've identified as a student football player and an athlete, I've really embodied it to the fullest. And now that is no longer yeah. the case. I don't know what's next, who I am for real, what I want to do or aspire to be, or what's my purpose. Like, so I a no real clue. challenge to your identity. Now, for real, I, exactly. I got to re-identify myself all over again. And I knew that I just needed to find my next football. Something okay. that's going to give me that same drive and ambition that football gave me. So I'm like, once I find that, it's going to be a wrap because I gave football my all. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to whatever. I can, I'm excited to see what my endeavor will be or endeavors because uh, I know just how I am and uh, I'm going to give it everything I got. But um, sure. Yeah. So yeah. just from that point on, just. I started applying for jobs, corporate positions mainly, and um, I'm landing interviews, getting flown out, put up in hotels, the whole nine. And I could not seem to land a position. They kept hitting me with the same excuse. Oh, you lack experience. We're going to go with somebody with a little bit more experience. But it's like, y'all knew that when I submitted my resume. Before we said all this stuff, that was plain as day. That was evident that, you know what I'm saying, I lacked the experience. And now y'all trying to bring it up. But you know, I just – I. I've been in this position before, especially when I was trying to find a school to play at. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. Like How did you me, stay yeah. in the right mindset when all that was going on? Um, Just having faith. Like, something going to shake. You know what I'm saying? All my T's across my eyes are dotted. You know what I mean? So it's like, I just need to find the perfect opportunity. And it's the universe is showing me op- like opportunities that are presenting themselves. Like, these folks put me on luxury experiences just to interview with these, with, with them. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay. Right. They told me, no, some, it's, it's something else out there. It was like something even better, something even better. But, um, and it was like, I've been here before just when trying to find a college to play at. You know what I'm saying? I got told no a million times before I finally got a yes, but I was finally able to get a yes. And at the level I wanted to do it at. So um, I just knew to just trust the process. Stay down, trust the process. And um, I had to trust the process for about eight months. And the first job to finally yeah. tell me yes is on the other side of the world in China teaching English to children. Wow. 
So yeah, how did you feel about that opportunity at first? I, I mean, was, it's exciting, was, but it's far. Yeah, but I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm like, I've been told no so many times, bro. They got close so many times, but I ain't been able to see the deal. This is it right here. They willing to bet and on then, me. Yeah, and then the rug came out from under you. Yeah, right? yeah, I'm saying. But before it did, China was absolutely amazing. Best experience oh, I've ever had good. by far. I'm glad you It was lit prior, prior to those last 14 days. So I'm yeah. in China living my best life, enjoying everything that it had to offer. Um, and then on April 4th, 2019, things take a turn and I'm arrested and uh, served 14 days in the Beijing penitentiary. And oh. um, while I was locked up 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 15 men to one cell, nine wooden beds, three soups a day. And literally all I had was a plastic bowl and a plastic spoon for 14 days straight. And I'm here to tell you I did 14 days. As you read the book, you have no clue what's going on, what's going to take place, how long yeah. you're going to be in the situation. You just learn as you go. And then eventually one day they just call you to come on. So. Mm. Uh, Unbelievable. Wow. That yeah. Test your strength. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. A trial of the mind to test the resolve of the soul. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what really took you back to writing was that experience, right? Essentially, um, I knew I wanted to do something with the, the story because I'm just telling it to just close friends and family verbally. And, and with me telling it to them and then just seeing their body language change and they can't even really sit still for real. Like they fully engaged. Yeah. I got their undivided attention. I'm like, okay, I got something on my hands. I don't know how I'm going to go about sharing this to the masses, but I got I got to do something with this for sure. And um, one of my friends I grew up with, DeMarco Reddins, he was a traditionally published author before we graduated high school in 2014. Um, so I was just mm -hmm. hanging out with him. And he was like, hey, you ain't think about writing a book about the, the experience? I was like, boy, that's a good ass idea. Mm -hmm. I don't even know where to start. Like, you know what I'm saying? But that's a good idea. Man, he and it was probably the therapeutic, too. Oh, you know, boy, for you to be able to tell your story. Truly, truly. It was able to, I was able to like just release it all and yeah. fully let go of it. And it was crazy to look at it on paper. And now it's, it's, it's it, that's when it got fun. Like the experience <laughs> was turned fun for me. Now I'm like, I'm finna yeah. walk people through this, this journey and they ain't gonna believe <laughs> what, you know what I'm saying? What they finna go through. And so, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And how did that translate to where you are now, you know, um, with helping aspiring writers, coaching them, writing more? You've written some not, um, some fiction, right? Yeah. So it's fiction. just like with writing 14 days and it doing the numbers that it did, it was empowering, truly, um, to create something and put it out into the world and for you to get a huge, huge uh, reaction is is definitely empowering, and um, it's a high for real. <laughs> it's a high for real, and especially to own it. On top of that, you know what I mean. I feel like that's something that a lot of people don't really experience. You know what I'm saying? It's ownership, All right? For sure. You know what I'm saying? We are we definitely consumers, but as far as being the owners and the merchant, yeah, that's some. We ain't really used to, so it was definitely it's been empowering, um, and definitely gave me a, a path. You know what I'm saying? Let me know what you know what I'm saying. My purpose would be, um, 
Well, just yeah. I, my purpose is to encourage, motivate, inspire, and um, teach and uh, enlighten. So it's just finding a lane in which to do that. It was definitely um, it was it's all alignment. You know what I'm saying? So um, from there on, I was just it was just like a snowball effect. Just opportunities presenting themselves and me just continuing to, to spread the word of 14 days in Beijing and my publishing company, Correlate Publications, LLC. Um, so just continue to build on the foundation that I've already laid. And you know what I'm saying? This thing going to go as far as I want to take it. It'll be as big as I want to make it. And that's solely upon me. So. Yeah, it's true. That's, that's a good thing to point out. You know, things like this or in general, where you take your path can be as big as you want to make it. That's a good point. Did you ever worry that that first book, the 14 days in Beijing book would not be successful? Um, When I I was editing it and really getting into my bag, as far as just like the details and like, I've put everything I had into it. Yeah. Um, So I knew it was going to go crazy. And then anytime I would hang out with somebody, you know, I had my laptop with me. I let them read a few pages and I wouldn't tell them what it is. I just, you know what I'm saying? Just tell okay. them at a certain point and just read a few pages. And next thing I know, I ain't even get my laptop back. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I knew I was like, okay, I got a page planner for sure. This thing going to go crazy. Like, I kept, I mean, I kept telling that to people, I'm like, oh, this thing finna go crazy, especially coming up to cover the title. I'm like, oh, this thing finna go crazy, this thing finna go crazy, and lo and behold, that thing went slap crazy. <laughs> no cap. Yeah, no that's cap. that's wonderful that you were able to believe in it that much, um, and maybe for you know, in some ways, you had to because what you went through had to mean something, yeah. right? Like that. I'm sure traumatic experience of being in the Beijing prison for 14 days. Like you had to make that mean something in your life. No nah, facts. I had to do something with it. Cause if I didn't write about it, nobody would have, nobody would ever known it happened to me. Like it would be like, it never happened. Right. So true. And maybe that's a point of motivation for some people as well. Like, there are things inside of you or things that happened in your life that unless you make something bigger of it, or unless you share it or tell your story, nobody will ever know. And that like, I know that feeling resonates with me. You know, I wouldn't want to settle for that. So I think that's a key point. What's it like working with aspiring authors? Um, it's been empowering as well. It's uh, allowed me to just see what I'm fully capable of. Um, definitely being able to walk people through the process step by step and just how I've, uh, just what I learned just from embarking on this journey. I ain't going to sit here and portray this ultimate poise like I didn't had it always figured out. Nah, <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? It started off literally like a, an idea my partner gave me. And it was a lot of freestyling and adjusting while going through it. Like, you know what I'm saying? So just yeah. everything I've gained from it um, and now just teaching it to people, being able to turn it into service and see people reach their goals as well. 
Um, it's been it's been lit because it's crazy. Like you couldn't have told me I would have been a published author when I was you know what I'm saying in college or in high school. What yeah, I wouldn't sure. even that'd have been crazy <laughs> for you to tell me that. Um, so for me to do it and for it to go as crazy as it did, and you know, I got a pretty decent following on social media. A lot of people was reaching out to me who have always aspired to be a published author. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Curious to know all about the in and outs of how, how I did it. You know what I mean? Um, because most people seem to think becoming a published author is this uh, esoteric, godlike ability that only the special among us will ever be able to experience. And it's like, but that's not the case at all. Like, <laughs> anybody can write a book, anybody can publish one. And um, just what, how you sure. go about marketing it is what's going to dictate. How I do how I do on the charts, but um, it's simple. It's quite easy to, to do this thing, and so just yeah. for most people reaching out to me want to know the in and outs. That's when I started to it started to formulate then to coach people through the process. So, okay. Do you ever get frustrated with the authors that you're working with? Like if they get nervous? I got a high level of patience. And trust me, you get locked up in China, your patience <laughs> gonna be <laughs> it gonna be out of this world. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because being a, only being able to control so much. So yeah, it's really upon them how fast we get it done. You know what yeah. I mean? I've been like I've been working with people since 2020. I've only had one person that I'm actually finished, and me and him started working in 2021. And we published his last yeah. uh, October, 2022. And his went number one new bestseller in two different genres. So to see him take take heed to everything that I was telling him to do and apply it and um, me helping him set it up, you know what I'm saying, as far as certain formalities to go about, you know what I'm saying, boosting, you know what I'm saying, making sure you you really are being, you're able to, to chart on Amazon you know what I'm saying? He's taking heat to all of that. And then we putting it out there. We dropping it. And for it to have the same. I knew it was going to go crazy, too, when I was editing. Mm-hmm. It gave me the same vibes 14 Days uh-huh. of Beijing gave me. So I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to go crazy, bro. Like, I feel like it's going to. You got you uh, a hit for real because he, he's a great storyteller at the same time. So um, see him achieve the success that I achieved. And let me know that one, I know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> First and foremost. <laughs> That's right. For sure. And then two is just like, okay, I can really uh scale this business for sure. Like I can really, you know what I'm saying? That's make, a good point too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can make something shake with this. Uh so that's when I started to really take it seriously and um continue to market it and uh put it out there. So, any aspiring authors out there that's uh, trying to got an idea or concept for a story but not sure how to go about putting it on paper, tap in with your boy. Or if yeah, you have written a whole book and not sure about publishing, tap in with me. I can walk you through either or process or both of them if need be. And it sounds like from where you've, how far you've come so far and your motivation and your drive and your patience that you mentioned. I wouldn't be surprised if you built this into a huge publishing company, you know? So I would definitely recommend to any listeners to that want to be authors to definitely reach out to you because 
sounds like you're going places. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. That's my that's yeah. my end goal. End goal. Colette Publications LLC to be a household publishing company for sure. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I'm going to ask you about the emotional intelligence side of things, especially oh, me. for men, because <laughs> me being a therapist, and you know, it's not just men that struggle, you know, some men that struggle with emotional intelligence, there are certainly women that don't have a high level of that as well. But tell me what the importance, if you don't mind, tell me what the importance of getting that out into the world was, because that came out through your fiction books. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's still based on true stories. Um, Okay. 14 days. Um, But and all three books are a trilogy. So it's really telling one long story. But what it it was a number of different things that inspired the romance sagas. Um, Same partner that. They told me to write 14 days. He was in my ear to tell me to write the romance. I just okay. wasn't in the headspace to do it at the time. Um, and then a lot of women that was reading 14 days, they kept asking me about the girlfriend that I kept speaking about throughout the whole book, but never actually got to talk to. They want to know how me and her played out. What's the tea on that? So they in my ear about it, but I still wasn't sold on it. It wasn't until I came across, the, uh, I was just doing research and uh, was looking at the best-selling genres. And I saw romance at the top. I was like, oh, I was sold then. <laughs> so okay. I hit my Smart. partner. You know what I'm saying? I saw, I was like, okay, I bet. I hit my partner up, uh, send me another outline. And he did. And, uh, it took me two and a half weeks to write that romance saga. I was that That's it. It was crazy. Like, it was it was even more therapeutic than the, uh, writing 14 days. Um, oh, just my it goodness. Was so, it was so emotional. Emotional. Okay. A lot of emotions. I had to dig up and um, just confront, really. You know what I'm saying? By you know what I'm saying, telling the story, telling the truth, my truth. Uh, so it was just you know what I'm saying. It's just my first experience with um, love and being in a serious relationship and um, everything that I've gained and how much I grew just from that experience, for sure. Okay. Um, and love is love can heal for sure. Love can yeah. definitely. Uh, help you find peace, um, and right. it, it can be liberating. But at the same time, you gotta be willing to accept the good and bad that come with love. You know what I'm saying? It ain't gonna always yes. be peaches and cream. Um, so very true. Yeah, you know I mean, but just being conscious of it and being, uh, you know, what I'm saying, have an understanding that you know, what I'm saying, we don't possess anybody; we only experience them, and mm-hmm. it's just preparation for what's in store. I love that. Yeah, I love that way of saying it because I think people often think of it the opposite way, you know, especially if they're not very secure internally. Yeah, and a lot of people codependent as well. So yes. it's really, you know what I'm saying, them having the, that's probably why the separation happened. You know what I'm saying? The universe is forcing you to uh, learn more about yourself, tap in with yourself. So right. the next go around, you'll be sure what you're getting into because you are sure who you are. Yes, true. Well, you're definitely convincing me to read. (laughs) You're gifted in sales as well. So that's very helpful, I'm sure, with what you do. But you've made, especially that book, sound very intriguing, you know, about going further into that 
emotional connection with someone else and um, the ups and downs with that. I mean, on social media, we only see the ups for the most part. In books, we often read about the downs, but, you know, there's there's both. And they're yeah. both important. They both make up the full story. Facts. So what else do you think is helpful for people to know when they are trying to reach a goal, trying to keep up their motivation, trying to get their story out there? Um, that just know, man, this 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 thing we call life that we live in, uh, we like to equate it to a marathon over here, mm-hmm. and similar to a marathon is life is long. Uh, you're gonna get tired, you're gonna get fed up, you're gonna fatigue, get fatigued, cramp, start cramping, get dehydrated. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna face adversity throughout the journey. Um, right. even uh, people running along with you. You know what I'm saying? Some of them going to stop running and they're going to try to get you to stop running. But with your 10 toes to the ground, you got to keep going until you reach the victory lap. And ain't no telling how long the journey might be. But the only distinguishing quality between those going through this phase, already went through it, or is finna go through it, is that you're not going to quit. Right. You got to take the stand that you're willing to die behind what you're getting after right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You just got to believe it. You know what I'm saying? That's the first step. Can't nobody else believe until you believe. Very true. Just trust the process. You know what I'm saying? If it was easy to obtain, it would be easy to lose. So I'd rather take the steps. (laughs) And everybody would be doing it. Exactly. If it was easy to obtain. Exactly. Yeah. Very interesting and um, motivational as well. So now listeners can find you on Instagram, right? That's Instagram and YouTube are like your primary posting places. Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, Yeah, that's about Facebook. I ain't on TikTok, but you can find me on everything else. Okay, that's next, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, some people don't do TikTok. I get that. Um, so on Instagram, it's, I'm not sure how to pronounce how you have it written there. Do you want to pronounce that? Yes, yes. Corley J. K-O-R-L-E-H-J. Corley J. Yeah. And then on YouTube. Um, same thing. It's the same. Yeah. Right. Okay. Everything. So and really the easiest thing to do, just Google Chancellor K. Jackson. Google my whole name. You everything will pop up. That's the best way for y'all to find me. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that makes it easy. And then on Amazon, Chancellor has three books, 14 Days in Beijing, You Love and You Learn, and Real Love Never Dies. And they all sound, in his words, but sounds very true, page turners. And so I definitely recommend you grabbing one of them and starting reading and absolutely if you're an aspiring writer reach out to chancellor he can help you through the process like he said sometimes just knowing the the right nuances or the right steps to take along the way makes all the difference am i saying that right yeah the way you explain that chancellor yeah it's a lot simpler than what you, you what y'all think it is for sure. I'll make it very mm-hmm. simple. 
Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. You gave us so much to think about and I wish you all the best of luck in the rest of your career, Chancellor. I appreciate you for having me on here. And I want to leave you all with this message real quick before we close out. And uh, the message is it's from Nipsey Hussle. For those that don't know who Nipsey Hussle was, y'all can Google him. But he's a mogul, philanthropist, philosopher, serial entrepreneur, musician. Um, you know what I'm saying? He wears a lot of different hats. But um, okay. the quote goes, long-winded, running through this life like it was mine. Never settling, but setting every goal high. 1,000 burpees on the path to my own destruction or success. But what is a mistake without the lesson? You see, the best teacher in life is your own experience. And none of us know who we are until we fail. They say every person is defined by their reaction to any given situation. Well, who would you want to define you? Someone else or yourself? Whatever you choose to do, homie, mm-hmm. give your heart to it. Stay strong. So much good wisdom in there. I mean, how important the failures in our life are and the part where he says, who would you rather learn from? You know, it, it would definitely be yourself. And that's, that's very intuitive. Thank you for sharing that. For sure. Yeah. Great. So thanks again. And um, hopefully we'll hear more good things for you and keep looking for more books coming out. Already. And shout out to everybody that tuned in for the whole interview. You're a real MVP for real. Thank you for listening to Obstacles Under the Surface. And remember, though we often address smaller and more detail-oriented issues, it is common to miss those that are under your surface and are subconscious. And that is the way to free yourself from this pull on your psyche. Join us for the next episode.